Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor or a volunteer in your local church, Ministry in Motion provides for you inspiration, practical training, cutting-edge ideas, and other wonderful support things that will bless you in your ministry. Today's topic is ministering to those with special needs, and our special guest is Larry Evans. Larry, thanks so much for coming on to Ministry in Motion. Good to be here. Now, Larry, tell us a little about your role and what you do. Well, I've been asked uh, by our church to be the coordinator or the director for special needs ministries. Now, that special ministry is a new initiative by the General Conference. That includes those who are deaf, those who are blind, and those who have uh, mobility issues. They cannot walk, for example, uh, that kind of issue. Terrific. Okay. So in today's program, we're going to basically concentrate to begin with on those who are, are blind. Um, but before we come to the blind, there's some details about special needs that you'd like to share, some important statistics and details. Because, Larry, I, I don't know of a church that doesn't have somebody with special needs, either a, a difficulty hearing or with vision or with physical mobility. It's something that touches every church that I know. Well, you're right. Uh, it's everywhere. In fact, there are two other categories that we're not going to talk about today because they're just too much. But there's those with the mental issues, too, yes. as well as uh, another category that I've been asked to cover is that of the orphans of the world. Wow. So that's yeah. a whole subject in itself. Yeah. But when we talk about what the United Nations calls disabilities, there is between 785 million to 1.1 billion people on the earth. Now, Anthony, that represents 15% of the world population. It's huge. Isn't it's it? huge. Yeah. It's huge. In fact, it's called the, the largest minority in the world. Yeah, because it, it, it comes to every country, mm -hmm. every people group, and the challenges that they face. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if we start with the blind? How, well, how do we minister to the blind? Well, the blind is a, a very special group because they have all the senses except for their eyesight. Mm. Uh, it's estimated that there are probably 39 million deaf, I mean, excuse me, blind in the world today. 39 million, that's a significant group. There are several more, uh, larger group than that who have visual impairment, but these are blind. What is interesting, I found, as I study the literature, about 80% no, excuse me, about 40% of, of the blind are located in India. So largely this is a result of cataracts and that kind of thing. But when we come to ministering for the blind, we have a, a number of things that we can do to make it easier for them. And this might be helpful uh, for those who are watching. I recently spent an hour and a half with, with, a, with a young lady who is blind. Mm -hmm. I've never led or directed a blind person before. Now, I had done a number, uh, I've read it quite a bit about working with the blind, but I had never done it myself. So this particular lady happened to be in Romania, and we were all at a bus stop. It was a group of us, and we had a, a period of time. And so I said, uh, I went over to talk to her, and we had talked before, but this time she wanted to walk. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. And she, the first thing she told me, she says, I like to walk fast. And I said, well, that's no problem for me because I like to do that too. And so we began walking around. She, she took hold of my arm. And one of the things I learned from one reading, it was certainly true with hers, I don't take her arm. I hold my arm up and let her know that my arm is there. Then she takes hold of my arm and then we go. But I do not take hold of her. Mm. Whether it was a woman or a man, it doesn't make any difference. So then we began to walk and we began to uh, converse. First thing we noticed, uh, she, she said, I sense there is something around us. And I said, there is, there's mountains and there's trees. She says, how big are they? Well, now we're talking senses. So I took her arm and I began to point up to the top of the tree. I said, these trees are tall. And then she began to, she said, well, how far away are they? So she could get the perspective. And I said, beyond them are these huge mountains. Mm. So one of the things that we did, one of the first principles of working with the blind is to engage in a conversation. So I, I began doing that and I began talking about what was around us and that really worked very well. One of the things that we that I began to notice about the blind is they have a keen sense of senses like smell and hearing. They hear things and they smell things that I never did. And so I took her over to a tree and broke off a little twig and she said, let me smell that. And she said, mm, that's not very strong. I said, let's go to another tree. And she could tell the difference in the scent between the two fir trees, mm -hmm. same kind of tree. So one of the things that I learned right then was that the uh, blind are very sensitive. So uh, one of the things that's very important, as I just take a look here, uh, th the blind person offers their hand. Mm -hmm. Well, if they do, shake their hand. Okay. That's their extension. So that's a very positive thing. A lot of times you'll see a, a person with a cane, walking with a cane, or maybe even with a service dog. If you see that, then you obviously know that this person is blind or, or seriously have uh, impaired sight. If you see a dog, uh, a, a service animal, uh, recognize it, but whatever you do, do not get down to try to talk to the dog or pet the dog. These dogs are on work, yes. and we need to make sure that we don't interfere with that. Mm. Uh, what, but again, going back to this whole idea of friendship with the blind, you know, people just respond if, if, in any way. Uh, one of the key principles in talking to a, a, a blind person, though, is to talk directly to them. Don't turn your face away from them one side to the other. They can tell where you are. You need to speak directly to them, even though they cannot see you. So that's kind of one of the principles of, of conversation with the blind. Uh, it sounds strange, but maintain eye contact. A lot of times they'll be wearing colored glasses or whatever, but talk to them by looking to them in their eyes. This will give that more direct conversation with them. It'll be more personal. It won't sound so uh, mechanical when you do that. If you enter into a room, keep in mind that the, the blind are trying to position different places in the room. 
If you walk into the room with a blind person, it's nice to point out to them where different uh, items in the room are. There's a chair here. The bathroom is down this way. Just let me know and, we'll, and I'll walk you there. When you take them to the bathroom, you need to point out where the different parts of the bathroom are so that they know that. It's just the idea of being a friendly guide to them. Mm. Don't push them. Don't force them. Just ask them. And by the way, if they say no, no, I'm fine, accept it. Yes. Don't force, don't feel like you have to do everything for them because it's a problem. Yeah. Thanks, Larry. That's been a, a fascinating ex explanation of ministering to the blind. I'm, I'm eager to learn about ministering to the deaf. So stay right there. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is ministering to those with special needs and our guest, Larry Evans. Now, Larry, we just looked at the, 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 the blind. Let's look at ministering to the deaf. There's a large number of deaf people in the world. Yes, there are. Uh, the, the number actually uh, ranges as far as how they're counted, all the way from about 70 million to 350 million. The number that I normally use is right around 250 million, maybe 300 million. But one of the th important points to understand when we speak about the deaf is that there are 400 different sign languages. Actually, there's more than 400. Wow. And so uh, American Sign Language is what we use in the United States, but worldwide uh, there's Kenya Sign Language and, and so on. Mm. So there are all kinds of sign languages, but one of the important points to recognize about the deaf, they do not consider their deafness to be a disability. And uh, you can offend a deaf person uh, rather easily if you compare them to other kinds of what we call disability. Uh, so we, we, we talk about the deaf and special needs in honor of their concerns for that. So they, they see, the deaf see themselves as being like a, a, a separate culture. Yeah, that's the, exactly yeah. what it is. Okay. And because it is a separate culture, we in the church need to understand another very important point, And that is there's only about 2 to 4% of the world deaf who are Christian. And it's no no secret as to why that is, is. Most churches do not have an interpretation for the deaf. And we say interpretation because it's, it's never a, a strict translation. Yeah. Let's just make sure we don't miss this. So only between two and four percent of deaf people are, consider themselves as Christian. That's right. That's extraordinary, isn't it? Well, it, it, it's a shame and I'm out to change that. Yeah. And they are responding. The problem is their understanding of God is that they think God only hears the words that are spoken. They can't speak normally. And so they can't hear God. They can't speak to God. So they feel on the outside. And then when they try to go to a church, which was my experience when I visited with a, a school in, in South Africa, uh, a person had gone, actually had gone to church on Sunday for the first time to see what was really going on there. And he told me I went and there was nothing for me. I said, you went to hear about Jesus? And they said there was nothing there for you? I said, I'm so sorry. And, and out of that grew 
a, a deep conviction in my life that we have to change that. Exactly. So what, what can a local congregation do to reach out to the deaf, considering there's at least 96% of deaf people are not Christian. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah. You know, I got started in this when I was at a pastor's meeting and there was a deaf pastor sitting in the group. He was sitting there very obediently and very loyal, but he didn't understand one thing that was going on. So I invited him to come to my office. And at that time we had a TTY, you know, just a little LED screen um, What's a TTY? It's a, it's a machine that you type for the deaf and they can read and it goes over the phone and they can read it. But this time it was just one in my office. We weren't talking by phone by any means, but we sat there and we typed back and forth. That was before really any computers were really uh, that prevalent. And I took that three inch, four inch screen and began telling him what was going on. Today, we have iPads, mm. we have tablets of various kinds, we have computers. So if, if I can't speak their language, I will certainly sit down with a pad and write longhand if I have to, or we, as I often do now, we can type back and forth. So communication is, is what I'm hearing you emphasize. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it's also very important to recognize that, that just like with the blind, you want to establish a friendship. Now, because they're deaf, uh, it's nice to find out what their name is. And the deaf have given me a name, and which, is, which is the L. And this is a sign for L in American Sign Language. So I usually put it over here. They tell me that this means I'm more important if I put it over, over, up high and over here. They have all sorts of ways of communicating. Mm -hmm. So I, my name is Larry, and so the L for Larry is this way. But they have a sign for their name, too. So you don't have to go. Th and if you learn their name and you sign it back to them, it will mean a lot to them. Okay. So okay. that's a good first step. So communicating in a language that they're familiar with, and in this case, it's sign language. A, a very important point. If you're, working, if you're talking to a deaf through an interpreter, always look at the deaf person, not the interpreter. Exactly. Keep your eyes to them. Eye contact with them is also important, just like with the blind. And as the interpreter speaks, you speak to the deaf. Keep eye contact, look to them, and that's very important. Um, when you are in a conversation, like if you and I were here and a deaf person were over here, include them in the conversation. Help them to feel included. Just basic stuff to help them know that they are part of your circle. Give us an example of how you include a deaf person in a, in a conversation if you don't know sign language. If you don't know sign language, I, I, I would look at them, I would smile at them. Mm -hmm. Some deaf can, are very good at reading lips mm -hmm. and I'm, I could write a note to them, what do you think about this? And so they can participate in writing or whatever. But it's also very important, and this is perhaps where I am taking, I'm hoping to take all of special needs, not just the deaf. I want them to be active participants in the church. I don't know very many, if any, who are asking for sympathy. Mm. They all want to be involved. They want to know that they have something to offer. And many of the deaf are very intelligent. You see, they're concerned that you and I think they're the, the, because they can't talk, that they're not very intelligent. So they feel imposed on them a prejudice from us that they are ignorant. Mm. So that's not good. 
we need to make sure when we're doing planning in the local church that they have a seat at the table too. Not just us planning for them, let them be part of the planning. So all that is very important. And then at the worship service, what's very important for them is that because their communication is visual, it's important for the deaf to set up front. Now, not every deaf person is going to want to do that. Yeah, yeah. But they ought to have the option and the church needs to make available for them because they like to be able to line up the, the interpreter who's speaking to them along with the actual speaker. So that's very, very important. Okay. We had to do that at a general conference session. Okay, so that they can see in, in the same field of vision yes. the signing person as well, well as the speaker. Yes. Okay, all right. That's very helpful, Larry. When we come back after the break, I'd like to talk with you about those with mobility issues and, uh, and how we can minister to them. Great. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is ministering to those with special needs and our guest, Larry Evans. Now, Larry, we've looked at ministering to the, the blind and the deaf. What about ministering to those with mobility issues? Well, normally when we think of these individuals, these are people who are holding a crutch or more often really in a wheelchair. And there are some basic principles for us so that we communicate to them uh, our love and our compassion. Uh, special needs ministry is all about showing compassion mm. and inclusiveness. Those are two very important words in this ministry. So if you're working with someone, for example, uh, or talking with someone who's in a wheelchair, the first thing that's important for you to recognize is that you need to talk to them at eye level. Okay. That means you get down to their eye level, mm -hmm. uh, not, not in a submissive way, but in a way that shows that you care and you're talking to them, not just to the top of their heads. Uh, another thing, uh, kind of like with the blind, you don't take a blind person and start leading them in a wheelchair. You don't just start pushing someone in a wheelchair. Uh, I know where you want to go. I'm going to take you there. No, may I, may I push you there? May mm. I take you there? Mm. Uh, those are all very important. It's just a matter of being considerate. But many times we just, just don't think about that. Um, and then keep in mind, it's okay if they say no. Uh, at my church, there's a couple, husband and wife, who are really crippled. They have their wheelchair in the back of their car and another one inside. And it looks because they have a very hard time standing up. I, 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 go, I went to them and said, you know, can I help you? Mm. And they said, we'll get it. We're fine. Now, that was very hard for me just to walk off and leave them. But out of respect... I do that, but I do ask them. Yes. Now, I'd be wrong if I didn't ask them, but when they tell me no, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, another very important thing is, is to talk to these individuals like they are adults. If they're adults, they need to be treated like adults. Mm -hmm. So that means speak directly to them. Don't talk to people who are helping them. Speak directly to them. Make them feel personalized that you're talking to them. That's what it's all about. If you make a mistake, that's all right. Just say, I'm sorry, I didn't understand, or whatever. I have to do that a lot. I said, what did you say? Uh, I, oh, I see. You know, sometimes you, we have to correct ourselves. Mm. 
And that just makes us vulnerable, makes us personable, transparent with them, and that'll make them feel so much better. Yeah. You know, Larry, some churches that I've visited, there's so many stairs. It's almost like it's a church, a symphony of staircases. What, what should a church consider in terms of its physical plant for, the, for those with mobility issues? Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, that is critical. Uh, you look at their homes, you'll see ramps going into their homes. You'll see doors are widened for the bathrooms. Uh, everything is accommodating them at home. We need to do that at the church. There needs to be a way of getting an individual up on the stage, for example, where the platform is so that they can get up there. Our church has a small elevator that can take them up that many uh, feet just to get there. Uh, a ramp going into the church. Yes. Uh, otherwise, we're making a statement that they're not welcome. Mm. I, I remember in the last church I pastored, um, the baptistry was way, way high, and the steps getting up there were very, very narrow. And I, I smiled even when I was pastoring then. And I said, you know, in order to be baptized in this church, you have to be athletic. And, and it was sad. Yeah. Um, there's something nice about having a baptistry up high, but not for those. And we are limiting our influence for those people. Yeah. And I was thinking too, uh, and I've seen it in, in a number of churches where those who are in wheelchairs, some churches, they've, they've got to be positioned in the aisle, mm. which is kind of a, a very high profile seating place instead of, a, am not saying a place out of the way, but a, a place that's, it's more conducive to, to what everyone else is sitting in a, on, the, on the same type of seating, but there's a, a place, a special place where they can go. That's a very important point, Anthony. Um, what we want to do, is, in, in my church, for example, we have shorter pews. Exactly. So that there is a place where uh, one, two, or three wheelchairs can go. Yeah. So that is ideal. Yeah, yeah. Now, Larry, we're almost out of time. Um, is there something you'd just like to share yeah. just before we wrap up? If I could, I'd like to share something that has just changed my life. I just came back from Romania where there was a special meeting for those who have uh, what we call disability. Now, I don't like the word disability because it, it, it's, it's identifying these people for what they cannot do. But while I was there, I, I noticed a man who had muscular dystrophy and he was all gnarled up. He did not look like a, a good specimen, if you would say that. But I learned while I was there, not only is he very kind and friendly, but he's also the national champion of chess, and he can play five chess games all at one time. Wow. Now, that was enough, mm -hmm. but then there was something else. What got to me was when I was looking at the, the platform, and there was this Down Syndrome boy always leading the music except for this one song. And I looked up there, and I had my camera because somebody said, look up there. And there was a Down syndrome boy with a handkerchief in his hand singing a song, Blessed Assurance, and Jesus is mine. And then when it says, this is my song, this is my story, he put his head into his handkerchief and cried. And I began thinking, I never sang that song with so much emotion. I began to think, he knows how to sing that song better than I do. It touched his heart and he touched my heart. Wow. Larry, thanks so much for coming on to Ministry in Motion. And thank you so much for joining us for this program. If you have any questions on ministering to those with special needs, email us feedback 
at ministryinmotion.tv and we will forward your emails directly over to Larry Evans. Thank you for joining us and may God richly bless you in your ministry.